Lunchtime Live on News Talk. Thanks to Video Doc. See a GP online anytime for prescriptions and sick notes. Download the Video Doc app. Videodoc.ie. This is Kira, and this is a Lunchtime Live podcast from News Talk. If you like what you hear, don't forget that you can subscribe via the app or on iTunes and make sure to check us out at newstalk.com forward slash lunchtime live. Thanks for listening. And one of our listeners did get in touch. Her name is Ellie. And she got in contact with the show because she works in the betting industry. And she wants to talk about, Ellie, if I have it right, you want to talk about how the gambling industry has been vilified. Tell, tell me what you mean about that. Hi, Kira. How How's it going? You? Happy National Interim. Yes, uh, and, and I, to you. <laughs> thank you. And and obviously the, the industry that I work in doesn't have that many women either, so yeah. more power to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason I call Kira, um, I saw the Tonight Show last week that, uh-huh. uh, that you were presenting. Yes, indeed. And I got really, really angry when I saw the programme. Um, because um, one of the comments that annoyed me the most was when Ming, Ming Flanagan referred to us as heroin dealers, people who are working in the industry and bookies in general. And that really frustrated me because um, I think it's really, really unfair. OK, tell me why. What we do is we provide an entertainment platform. I work in online gambling um, and obviously that was a, a main topic um, of the discussion that evening. And I feel it's really unfair to vilify us for offering a service like that to people Um because we have, we already have a lot of regulation in place within the industry, and we've done a hell of a lot of work in the last few years to try and avoid the the situations that Oshie McConville um, spoke of himself. Yeah. Um, we have implemented like time time limits, so when somebody's on online, they can tell how long they've been on the website, how much they can deposit, they can put deposit limits in, they can take breaks. Um, they can self-exclude and we'll make sure they can't open an account with us again. And also that we, we we're funding, um, you know, responsible gambling uh, counselling for people. Um, and I just feel it's really unfair that we're being vilified so much in the press and on, in the media as well. OK, um, I can understand why you might feel that insofar as that uh, I've seen the gambling industry or the betting industry, you know, people giving out about it and talking about it. Yeah. But there's a couple of things I'd have to say in response. We have the third highest per capita losses in online gambling in this country. We have an issue with it. We have the highest per capita losses in the world from total gambling in this country. So so Irish people who I do think are kind of prone to addiction, we drink heavily. We're that kind of people. And yeah. the gambling industry is is there. And I know that you say it's entertainment and for some people it is. They put down a few bob and, and, and well, they're happy. the vast majority of our customers, it is. But, but, but in the same way, a lot of people would argue that the drinks industry is OK for a lot of people. It destroys yeah. the life of others. Absolutely. And in the same way, drugs, some people use drugs recreationally. Absolutely. It destroys the life of others. There is an easy comparison between drugs and gambling because they're both addictive. Is, is it not fair Absolutely. what Ming said? Yeah, no, no. And I, I totally take on board that there is a small percentage of people who really have a serious issue with both gambling, drugs and, and drinks. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, people have to take personal responsibility. As companies, and, and I'm based in a company in Ireland, and I've worked for two of the largest bookies in the country as well. And we're, we're giving people the facility to limit their gambling. Okay. You know, so people who are really getting themselves in trouble are people who... Um, you know, have an obsessive compulsive nature. Now, I'm not denigrating these people at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I completely understand that there is people out there who are really suffering and have a real issue with this. But at the same token, 
we we are trying to do everything we can to put a facility in place for these people to get help and, and to, to overcome their addiction. But is that but just you, the people you work for? Because I, I have heard, because I've spoken to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and, and to be honest, I used to be a medic and, and I've spoken to people many times who mm-hmm. have had issues with gambling. I know one family where the, the dad was, was, was a, a gambler and he lost their house and then they clawed their way back and he lost their house again. So there clearly, for some people, isn't enough restrictions to stop them. Yes. And equally, I know a lot of people who would have attended things like Gamblers Anonymous who would mm-hmm. describe to me how they would sit at home at night drinking and gambling online into the wee hours and losing their shirts. And, and even when they tried, tried to quit, they'd get little messages into their inbox saying, you haven't been with us for two weeks, here's a free bet. And that's not responsible in any sense or form. Well, I'll be honest with you, Kira. As I said, I mean, we've got all of these facilities now for people to stop gambling if that's what they want to do or people to limit what they're spending on their gambling. At the end of the day, our purpose is to provide entertainment and people to spend their disposable income, not for people to get in trouble. Now, I know going back years ago, there was, there was lots of stories about high profile sports people who got into trouble with gambling. Yeah. But a responsible company will always really closely monitor their, com- their their customers. And that's what we do. I mean, I work for a small company now, but we really closely monitor our customers, what they're spending. I mean, if they're spending, if, if they say deposit over X amount, they will get they will get an email from us saying, you know, verify where this money has come from. You know, not only are we are we looking at money laundering, do you know what I mean, as as a potential source of income. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, but we're also that's looking concern. about people where, where they're getting the money from and whether they can actually afford to spend what they're spending. However... You know, that happens in very a very few cases with us, do you know what I mean, that we will come across someone who's spent a lot of money. We don't let it happen. And in the UK, we, we adhere to UK regulations because obviously we our website is available in the UK as well. Uh-huh. And we adhere to all the Gambling Commission regulations for both Irish and UK customers. And, and I would say, in order to streamline regulations and procedures to protect customers, all bookies in Ireland should have to follow it. Do you know what I mean? From well, the smallest well, well, to the very I, largest. I, I mean, there, there are things that they're talking about changing. For mm. example, they're talking about changes. So you can't gamble with a credit card, for example, only yes. gamble with a yes. debit card. So you can't borrow yes. money to gamble. That's yes. something that they're talking about changing. Um, they're talking about, as as you have said, time limits and 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 set deposits and all sorts of things. And uh, and they've uh, been available. They've been now the deposit limits have been available for a long time online. Like I'm talking years. The reality checks is something which tells you how long you're on. But site. even if they are available, there's no. F- forcing people to take part in them. Like if you look at the drinks industry and I'm I'm no Mm. champion of the drinks industry as they know themselves. I've always given out about them. But they're not allowed to sell outside off-licence hours. That the, the, the pubs have to close. Now, I know people can drink at home. There are uh, ways yeah. of getting around it. But there was always restrictions put in place because it was understood that there was a difficulty in people stopping themselves with certain yeah. things like cigarettes, like drink, like yeah. gambling. And, and every year in the budget, we tax the BJs out of cigarettes and yeah, alcohol. Yeah, no, but but gambling seems to get a bit of a, a bit of a free pass. And... and I, I, I well... And with one the of the difficulties that's been introduced, I don't think of, they have, to be honest. But one of the difficulties with, with, with gambling is, is you can destroy life. You know, you, if you drink and drink and drink and drink, you, you'll end up blind drunk and you'll collapse, and that'll stop you. But with gambling, you you can keep going till you, you're in prison. You can keep going till. For the most cases, Kira, especially now in the last few years, that's not possible. 
Do you know what I mean? I mean, we've got such strict regulations that we're closely monitoring customers. They're not losing their house. Well, certainly not with my company. I can only speak in my own Yeah, experience. and I and but I totally get that, Elian. I'm not even going to ask certainly you. Certainly not in, in our company are, are we are people spending excessive amounts of money like that, that, that they could possibly lose their house. I mean, they, they wouldn't be allowed to. Do you know what I mean? I mean, people who... That, gamble, and that is generally good. gamble a lot of money are very very wealthy and have to prove that they're very very and wealthy and that is good to hear but, but I, I'm not making it up when, and, and I'm genuinely not when I say that I know somebody who didn't just lose it once that lost it twice and you know I've spoken to Ushin McConville before but I've spoken to yeah. other people as well about the mm-hmm. fact that Gamblers Anonymous we have it in our heads a bit like we have it in our heads for alcoholics that they're in the gutter and they're down and out mm. and we, what, he is saying what they're seeing coming in to Gamblers Anonymous now is young men and women that 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 gambling has spread far and wide beyond the the when it was in the bookies that yeah. kind of limited for some people because a lot of women or younger fellas maybe weren't comfortable going in there it was it was kind of the the domain yeah, of, no, of, of a certain I, type of outlad if you like and I, and I totally but get online that, but has every changed it oh yeah no well, I know and that's what I mean I mean from the high street people shopping online I mean just technology has changed the way everyone does things now you know, and do you uh, understand um, people's concern around gambling? Oh, one hundred percent, and that's why I totally agree that we should have a regulator in Ireland. Okay, totally. so you, you'd be in and favour, and everyone should adhere to the same procedures and customer protections. One hundred percent. Okay, absolutely. But I also think that, from a personal responsibility point of view, um, you know, people have to be responsible for themselves. And as you've said, look, we we Irish some some of us seem to have yeah. an addictive personality. However. In schools, in primary schools, they talk, they give sex, sex education and they talk about drugs, but they don't talk about gambling. And I do think it's something that needs to be tackled from an earlier age. Would you well, would you welcome that? Because I, I actually agree with you that because yeah. particularly we have a situation now where there is um, lots of the games that kids play online have, have a form of gambling. They have those loot boxes yeah. that you can sort of assess risk and you can open for a certain amount of money yeah, or absolutely. points or whatever. No, I, I, and that's like gambling absolutely. for children. And I would absolutely. have significant concern I don't think I'll, I'll tell you exactly what I think I, I don't think we can do away with gambling I don't think that, no, that mean, we're ever going to get rid of it and, and, no, and, and I don't it's been around for you know it's yeah. the longest game around and people you know? will and always put a wager down as it were absolutely. on something and, and but I, I do think we need to be careful people, it's, it, it's, it's a pat you know it's, it's a, an accumulator on a Saturday you know it's a 20 quid bet do you know what I mean for most people, you know, it's it's a very small amount. What you know, do you say, spend. though, Ellie? What do you say? And 53106 is the text, and we're talking about gambling. Uh, Ellie has come on because she actually heard I was presenting the Tonight Show that, tonight show that you're talking about, uh, yeah. about the gambling industry, the betting industry being vilified. People are kicking it when actually it's entertainment for most people, and it is the few and the far between that have the issues. But what do you say, Ellie? 53106 is the text. And what do you say to the fact that we have per capita the biggest losses in the world overall in gambling. So Irish people lose more than people from every other country in terms of gambling. So there is an issue there. And I know that the, the latest study has said 2 to 3% of people have a problem yes. with gambling, yes. but but it is yep. thought to be under-reported because of the stigma in admitting it. And so it's, it could be considerably higher. There's 100,000 people have been looking for, for treatment for this. And they're only the people looking for the treatment, not the people who yes. have the problems that haven't looked for the treatment yet. So it's a significant issue in our society. I get that, Kira, and it's the same as you know suicide. It's the same as a porn addiction. You know, all of these things are are understood. You know, are are, are vastly um, misunderstood, should I say? And people are not talking about it. However, there is facilities out there. But to go back to the point about education, I do think kids should be learning about you know responsible behaviour online. Full stop. Yeah. You know, from a very young age, whether it be porn, whether it be gambling. Um, but at, at the same token, um, you know. 
we've got to teach children to take responsibility for themselves, you know, and, and to take, you know, don't take any, you know, don't take any risks like that. And especially don't be risking anything that you don't have, you know, but we need to we need to tell children this a lot earlier than what we're telling them. OK, uh, and, and you you feel that the, that gambling is getting sort of, am I right, a bad rap? I think it's getting a bad rap. Like Ming, Ming Flanagan on your show last week called us heroin addicts. I mean, well, I, I, I think what he he he, you know, he likened the betting industry of, to, to yeah. drug sellers, as it were, because but but you are both, and I, do, I just follow me because I I don't want to label the whole industry yeah. as irresponsible. You are both selling something that's addictive and something that some of the people that will buy it will be harmed by. Now, that's not to say all the people that will buy it will be harmed by. And as a consequence. Some people's lives are ruined, and, and we know this. We, we, I mean, I've read Tony Ten and, and 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 stories that people have told of losing everything: their home, their marriage, their job from gambling. Like, like for some people, it is like heroin. It's it's dangerous in their hands. And 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 that is certainly true for a small number of people. It certainly is, and those are the people, obviously, that need the most help. However, anyone who has any sort of, you know, idea that, hang on a second, I'm spending too much money. There is there is constraints there for them, you know. But people do need to take personal responsibility. But I do think we need to teach that a hell of a lot earlier. L- let me tell it. you what people are saying. Someone says, Kira, uh, Ellie, talking about gambling, state, says that the industry's purpose is to provide entertainment. It's not. It's to make a profit. They're interested primarily with themselves and their shareholders and customers will come second. And we, I know you might say, no, 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 but, but that's true of every business. You couldn't be in the banking industry or any industry without wanting to make a profit. Absolutely. And people bristle, though, maybe at gambling, making a profit off people. Someone else says, I have no sympathy for this caller. Gambling is a serious problem. Nobody's vilifying the industry. Yes, people need to be responsible, but there needs to be a look at the industry and tighter controls. Other people are saying, I'd like to see a ban on advertising. Other people want a regulator. Uh, Someone says, online gambling is a bigger problem than you know. I'm a gamer myself, but the majority of video games now have uh, slot machine mechanics called loot boxes. Yeah, we just mentioned those, which uh, are instilling gambling in kids. Um, Somebody says that you're, and I'm not just saying what it says, it says this woman is just trying to justify to herself that she works for the gambling industry because it's very hard to justify. Someone else says, I've worked for one of the biggest bookies in the country. The whole thing is geared behind the scenes to keep people addicted. And someone else says, it's funny how bookies will limit your betting stakes when you're no longer profitable. They wouldn't do that if the shoe was on the other foot. Bear with me. I don't want you to go, Ellie, because I think you're making very interesting points, but Kevin, one of our listeners, is on the line as well. Kevin, what do you think of what you've heard us saying so far about the betting industry, about them being vilified or otherwise, about the issue with problem gambling? Well, I think the shops are one thing, but my big problem is the um, the amount of local and rural pubs that have uh, struck up now that will take bets over the counter. Really? And quite often are very drunk people and uh, people that have very little money left in their pockets. And the people that take the bets, and and I appreciate they have a job and they have to work, um, they don't know and haven't a clue who they're taking money off. And uh, I've seen it. As in the the circumstances, like that somebody could be broke and still betting, that kind of thing? Not just just broke, but absolutely, (laughs) excuse the French, paralytic drunk. Yeah. They, they don't know. And most of the bar staff will just take the bet and they yeah. ring it through. And I actually, I, I think it's, no, I don't know about this. Uh, it's a sweeping statement. Uh, is it legal? I don't know. But uh, I, I know that Cheltenham is on, for example, next week. And uh, there, there'll be food served maybe after the third or fourth race to keep you there. Um, and uh, you keep on drinking and you keep on gambling. But there is nobody there to say, you know, look, 
do you think you've done enough? Do you think you should really stop now? That doesn't happen in the in, in the pubs. Doesn't happen in the bookie shops either. Yeah. And I have seen very, very drunk people uh, go into betting shops with their last, with borrowed money. Yeah. And uh, they borrow it with their left, they go down with their right, they lose it, they can back this it down. And nobody seems to say to anybody, look, if you've lost 200 quid, do you really think that you should be doing lose, this anymore. Lose anymore. And so there, there's, there seems to be this, this thing that people, they just don't refuse. And I don't understand that. And I hear that lady talk about the the uh, the help that's at the end of the, um, uh, that's in the shops. I think it's called Unleavy Gambling Services that you can ring. But, I mean, they never say to you when you've maybe gambled 500 quid, look, I'm not taking this bet off you anymore. I think you've done enough, but here's some help if you need it, and uh, and get out. But but then again, you can, as I say, you can get out to your local pub. They don't know you just received that information, and you can have a bet, and you can be as drunk as you like, and yeah. nobody cares. So like, it's wide open for abuse, and it is abused. And and ha, have you gambled uh, yourself? Would you, Kevin? Have are you somebody who puts down a, a bet from time to time, or not so much? Oh, I'd have a bet next week probably in Cheltenham yeah. and I'd have a bet in, in, in Aintree in, in, in the Grand But National. are you somebody who who does just that? Like loads of people put on a, something on the Grand National, put on a fiver or whatever, or a tenner. No, I, I, li- I like to have a bet on, on a Saturday. Right, so um, you would bet reasonably frequently. Yeah, yeah, yes. There's, there's a group of about five of us yeah. on a Saturday, and we sit in the corner yeah. of, of of our local pub. But it's beside the bookies. But we back at the bookies. We don't back at the pub. But my problem is that if you have a bookie, if you have a pub, if you sorry, if you have a bookies that's too far away from the pub, the pub suddenly becomes uh, the bookies. In, in, yeah, it, 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 and it gives you it gives you the dockets belonging to the bookies. So they obviously go up, and I I often wonder who who. Who have they a betting account? Uh, who looks I after? I don't know. I but, don't know but, either. And if anyone does know, less, let us know. No, who, who's telling the customer? Look at you've not only now have you lost three hundred pounds, you've also had ten points. Yeah. Now, that's that's out of odd. That's wrong. And I, I'm not I, taking I, any more I bets off you. Completely agree with you. Although I think it's a bit like, I, as far as I know, publicans are supposed to never serve you beyond if you're a bit drunk. Do you know what I mean? So if you're a bit drunk, and that doesn't happen, people obviously get highly intoxicated in bars. Well, it's gambling. Well, it's gambling. And so, so it is like leaving it in the hands of, of of publicans or leaving it in the hands of betting people to stop you. It doesn't really work. And if you have a problem yourself, you don't stop yourself either. And then people get into significant difficulties. I, I, I suppose what really needs to happen, I think, is some kind of regulation so that there are some additional protections on where we are now for people because I do well, I think you sound like you're you're all right and you're on top of things and you're not in trouble with it but lots of people are and then it can literally no, be the I, ruination I, I, of them I, 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 unfortunately unfortunately I do like to have a drink yeah. and I do like to have a gamble yeah. but I have been in places where I have seen people and, and I'm looking at them and I might be sitting with a friend and I'm saying that person cannot afford that bet. I've seen them borrow the 50 quid. I've seen them go out the door. I've seen them go down to a, a betting shop. I've seen them come back and practically on their hands and knees hoping that the horse wins. So A, they can pay the money back, but B, that they could fund their next bet. And I just sit there going, 
this that's a tragedy. Yeah. But what is more what is more tragic about that is is that the person that's taken the bet knows that that's what's yeah. happening and doesn't say to the individual, look at do you not think it's about time that that you had a look, maybe just stop for a couple of weeks and give yourself a break because you're really killing yourself over this. And the amount of of of, of virtual racing now that's going on and oh, virtual I mean, that's, bingo. That's, that's and a scourge. And for people who don't know what virtual yeah. racing is, it's, it's there are people who put a bet down on Cheltenham and they maybe watch the form of the horse and they watch the track and they know what other people's races have, have been like in the past and who the trainer is and the jockey. And they're actually trying to gamble by by knowledge and, and 30, 30 seconds after the champion hurdle will be run next Tuesday uh, I shouldn't know these things well, go on. But 30, no I, I used to own horses and I used to drive them but 30 seconds after I, I was lucky enough to be in Cheltenham working so I do know a little bit about it but 30 seconds after the champion hurdle is run next tour, next Tuesday there'll be a virtual race yeah. on yeah. and, and they, they're a, just pure chance somebody who's won will bet or B somebody who's lost will go Jesus, I'm getting that money back. Yeah. And now they've actually used, they use virtual jockeys' names. You know, yeah. like instead of and Ruby that, Walsh, that, they use T Walsh. That's and just complete, complete <laughs> chance because it's, it's no, just no, generated in a computer. To is, that, that to me is irresponsible. And, yeah. and then you've got the lucky numbers and you've got the bingo. And you've got everyone else. So I don't partake in any of that at all. I either all right. put, put it on a horse or, or, or I don't put it on a horse. I don't look, partake look, in any of that. Thank you for coming on and talking ter- to terrible. me, Kevin. You, you, and you make a very good point about alcohol and gambling being, being a very dangerous mix. But thank you for that. Because, lads, when you are, your resources are, are low and you're a bit disinhibited and sure the money is burning a hole in your pocket if you have a few drinks on you, it is a recipe for people not being able to feed themselves for the rest of the week. One of our listeners, John, though, is on the line. John, what do you make of all of this chat? How you doing, Claire? Uh, yeah, my name's John, yeah, and, uh, you know, I'm in recovery. Uh, I'm um, a compulsive gambler, you okay, know. Okay, very good. And, uh, I found, uh, you know, when I was gambling that um, there was no uh, restrictions in place. Like, you know, if, if I banned myself from uh, from one website, you know, yeah. uh, self-excluded, um, you know. There was another no we- another website would pop up? There was no centralised system in place where I could just hop onto another website and there's nothing to you know to prevent me from gambling like you know there's no uh, centralized system if you know what i mean uh, it's it, it, you're just excluded from say paddy powers like uh you know uh, if you want to go on to say ladbrooks or something you know there's nothing to stop that yeah. there's no centralized uh system in place ha- you know? can i ask you john how hard you're obviously in recovery how hard was it to stop uh, it was very hard, actually. Uh, it took a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, pain before I could yeah. surrender. You know, people and, say uh, it's luckily, highly addictive. Yeah, luckily now I had no, um, I had no children. I wasn't married or anything like that. You know, but I, I, I came from a a good good loving home. You know, and uh, put the family through hell. You know, yeah, uh, through the addiction, like you know, but um, you know. Uh, I, I had to seek help, you know, and, uh, you know, it took me a long time to really surrender can, even. Can I, can I ask you, because uh, it's very good of you to come on, because it's a very important story, to be honest. But before you you went into recovery, before you got help, and before you stopped, and I'm sure every day is a bit of a battle because that's how addiction goes. But before all of that happened, did it cost you a lot? I don't even mean in terms of money, but in terms of your life. Well, it cost. Uh, you know, it damaged relationships yeah. with the people I love, you know. Uh, you know, uh, uh, I lost 
friends, you know, um, I lost opportunities, uh, you know, I lost a huge amount of money, you know, um, yeah. and um, I'm still fairly young, like, I'm blessed that I did, like, I got out, yeah. you know, when I did kind of thing, but yeah. I, I don't I don't believe that uh, for one second that the, 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 the gambling industry, you know, uh, the public actually care, like, you know, about, about the people, you know, they have to look like they're doing something, but, yeah. you know, it's yeah. all about the profit. I know people who work in the industry, you know, and I won't mention any names or no, anything. No, please don't. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's all geared towards profit, like, you know, and um, I think it needs to be legislated in the same way as, as alcohol, you know. If, yeah. if you're in a pub and, and you're drunk, you know, um, you know, uh, you, you, you won't be served anymore drink, you know. Uh, well, you shouldn't be, although it does happen sometimes that you are. But yes, I agree with you. you you're not supposed legally, to be. Legally, you're not supposed to be. But you can gamble 24-7, you know, yeah, you if you can. want to. And, uh, what, was online gambling a, a, a negative for you? What I mean by that, did it make it easier to, to gamble? Did it make it easier to lose? Oh, yeah, it made it a yeah. hell of a lot easier, you know. Uh, I just Once I got onto the laptop, you know, I just couldn't get away from it until everything was gone, you know. And that was the, the same uh, all the time, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I always ended up nothing, you know. And so, and uh, when and when you did win, when you did win, John, did you kind of ever kind of go, "This is great! I've won money. I'm going to walk away now." Or or did the wins, did the money that came your way, did you just go, "Oh, this is great! I can now bet bigger." Oh yeah, I thought you know this is great. You know this is this is great. I'm going to win. I'm going to win again. You know that kind yeah. of way. Yeah, I'm going to keep winning. I'm on you know, a winning but, streak. Uh, yeah, but. It, just, it's just, you know, yourself, it, that's the addiction, you know, it's, it's the addiction telling you that it's going to be different, you know, you have to really, uh, you have to really suffer the pain, unfortunately, until you can realise, you know, uh, what, what what it actually does to you, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say, you know. Look, I just actually, think that's a, uh, a, a, look, uh, thank you for coming on and talking to me. I, I think it's a, a really important discussion, to be honest, and, and fair play and good luck going forward. I hope, um, I hope you stay in recovery. I hope it continues to go well for you. Yes, thanks a million, Claire, and uh, thanks for having me on. All the best. Thanks, thanks, John. Thank you. Uh, loads of people are getting involved. Someone says you should have asked that lady about how bookies restrict people who win on a regular basis. I'm restricted in six bookies as I was winning as a better. Someone says, Kieran, in relation to your speaker about gambling, she says there are limits in place to prevent people gambling more than they plan, but these people have an addiction. It's the equivalent of allowing an alcoholic to tear, tell the barman only to give me four pints. Uh, it's uncontrollable, the urge, and people are powerless over their addiction very often. Someone says, gambling is intrinsically a human-generated activity. A lot of people would like to see it made illegal or heavily taxed. Both scenarios send it underground where it would re-emerge in a worse state than it's currently in. For instance, gambling is illegal in India. The black market there has a turnover of $150 billion. Loose credit practices and black markets for betting results and people knock on your back door with a baseball bat looking for payment. Whatever way the industry is regulated, people have to accept humans' desire to do it. Uh, and someone else says, that woman is wrong. It's defending the indefensible. When my son was in leaving cert year, the vast majority of his classmates had online betting accounts. These are young lads. Uh, just because she can prove that they made regulations doesn't mean it's not taking money uh, from people that they shouldn't. Um, loads of people. Maybe take one quick last caller on this. Jerry's on the line. Jerry, uh, what do you make of the conversation that we're having about gambling? Yeah, well, let me first qualify that I do have an odd trotter during the year, yeah, so I'm yeah. not kind of holy devout, and I do do the latter. Yeah. But I do think that every bet goes into, there should be a levy on, on a bet, like the insurance industry. Yeah, I actually agree um, with you. Um, because um, you have small businesses there 
when a guy has a problem with drink, you know straight away when he comes in. Yeah. If he has a problem with drugs, but he's down on his break, and I do have a bit of a personal experience of this, and he's gambling online, but he's taking money out of the hill. So if you have a, a company with 10, 15 employees, and he's after taking X amount of money, yeah, they're not flush with money. No. And the insurance industry, if you somebody that's not insured hits you, I mean, you can go back to the ombudsman and say that I have injuries or my car is damaged or something like that, and they will give you some money to get you back or maybe get you uh, medical treatment. Yeah. But if you, if a company goes and say, this guy is after taking 20000 off me or 15000 off me, well, they'll evaluate that, and sometimes with the levy and the gambling, they can put it back into it. You yeah. have a chance to get your money back. Now, I'm not, I'm not being holy or dour. It, but it, is, it isn't about that, Jerry. And I, I don't think you can make it illegal or anything either. I genuinely no, no, don't. No, no, not illegal. You talked about no, India there and, I, and everything like that. But there should be a levy on every bet. And if some guy wants to flutter, he should be prepared to put a few bob. And I put a few bob around into Cheltenham or something like that. Yeah. Because I, I realise it from the other end that there and they're putting people out of houses as well. There's wives there, partners there, doesn't know that their partner is gambling. I mean, it could be in women too. Yeah. Well, 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 apparently there are many, yeah. many more women gambling than there used to be because women didn't used to go into the bookies, but they will gamble online. Like a hell of a shop some morning, this, this, the letter comes through the post and says, would you come in and have a, a chat with us in the bank? What's Jesus going on? Yeah, the mortgage hasn't been paid for and three or four months. That's another um, hidden cost to people because... When you're looking for a mortgage, if they see Absolutely. that you have have payments going out to, to betting companies, the, the the banks see that as a red flag. Yeah, no, it is that. Look, you're. I, I think you're right. I don't think anyone is saying, Jerry, that and, and I agree with everyone who, who's come on. Mm-hmm. No one is saying make it illegal. People want to put down. And, and for a lot of people, it is stick a fiver on the Grand National. No Absolutely. biggie. But we do have a problem. We have the highest per capita losses in this country country in the problem. world. And there should be a levy and there should be something there for for small firms that have five. I have personal experience and, and, that's, and, and I know it's um, yeah. kind of uh, no, I, I, involved I, I, in a company there and uh, I have personal experience of one of them but um, yeah, Look, that's what I'm talking from. Thank, thank you for coming on and speaking to us. Thank you for that indeed. Thank you to everyone for coming on, particularly to John who came on and talked about having an issue with gambling. That's not an easy thing to talk about in public. Um, 53106 is the text line. We're going to talk about something else in a second. We're going to talk about whether or not you would let your child go on an overnight on a scouting trip now in light of everything that's gone before and anything else you want to talk about too. It's unscripted. You tell us where we're going next.